0: Here's your host, Hey Gregory
1: Luna. Hello everybody, this is Gregory and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Health News. I hope you are doing well today. Today we're going to talk about the, the amazing technology that is smart devices, in particular how your phone can detect if you have an ear infection and some of the more insidious implications that this has and what we do know in general about smartphones and how they're the ideal Orwellian tool for Big Brother. So let's get to it. One of the newest, most intimate capabilities of the smartphone is detecting an ear infection. That sounds great, right? Parents may have a hard time understanding when their child has an ear infection, especially when they're toddlers because the toddlers can't say, I have an ear infection. When an ear infection occurs, fluid builds up behind the eardrum in the middle ear. According to preliminary comparative studies, vaccinated children are over three times more likely to suffer from an ear infection than unvaccinated children. Sometimes there are no symptoms, and young children might simply tug on their ear or complain that it hurts. According to the National Institutes of Health, the NIH, ear infections are the most common reason that children are brought to see a pediatrician. Now, before we talk about the smartphone, what we can do, the the ear infection. So I've mentioned in past episodes there is a tube called the eustachian tube that connects the most superior part of your throat, your nasopharynx, to your middle ear. And we know that the mouth and the throat is pretty dirty in terms of having bacteria, both good and bad, and lots of times the pathogenic bad bacteria can crawl through the eustachian tube, metaphorically and get to your ear and cause problems. So ear infections are relatively common. Not everybody's had one. For example, I never had one when I was a child, but there are a lot of people who have them and children have to get the ear tubes put in and so forth. But the issue with the ear infection is that a lot of doctors, pediatricians like to give the kids antibiotics for that. And we have three or four episodes about warning you about why you should not be taking antibiotics unless it's life or death threatening stuff or perhaps an STD like syphilis, which can make you crazy if you get neurolytic syphilis. But pediatricians overprescribe it to the point where the American Academy of Pediatricians about three years ago had a manifesto where they told pediatricians, do not prescribe antibiotics because we're leading to antibiotic resistant strains for example and we're destroying the microbiome and there's studies that show that can make you more likely or make your child more likely to be overweight so we want to avoid that because lots of times uh, these these ear infections are viral and so an antibiotic would not do anything and also lots of times they dissipate and disappear on their own and so the antibiotic was a complete waste of time Researchers at the University of Washington, UW, beautiful campus, I love Seattle, only when the sun's out, though, have created a new smartphone app that utilizes the microphone to detect if there's a fluid behind the eardrum. The app, gaining access to the smartphone's microphone and speaker, can detect the probability of an ear infection with the same accuracy as current medical standards. To use the app, the person must make a small paper funnel and place the speaker the phone speaker up to the mouth of the funnel the type of paper doesn't matter the smartphone can make distinctions in sound no matter the material the smartphone lets off a series of soft chirps and then listens into the echoing sounds after the continuous 150 millisecond sound waves bounce off the eardrum they reverberate specific wavelengths that the smartphone app is able to decipher. It's amazing technology. The app's algorithm detects variants in the outgoing signal and makes a determination on whether there is fluid behind the eardrum. In preliminary studies, the app is 85% effective. The app can be used at home to make a quick diagnosis and help parents decide what they need to do next. Quote, Designing an accurate screening tool on something as ubiquitous as a smartphone can be game-changing for parents as well as healthcare providers in resource-limited regions, said co-author Shyam Golakada, an associate professor at UW. Golakada, I don't know, Shyam. I don't even know if Shyam's a man. I was going to say she continues or he continues, but it's kind of hard to know when your first name is S-H-Y-A-M. He Oh, but that's sexist. Quote, a key advantage of our technology is that it does not require any additional hardware other than a piece of paper and a software app running on the smartphone, close quote. Uh, I think this, this technology is amazing, right? Because apps like these can make precise biological determinations by interpreting sound waves. We have to ponder, think about what else are they capable of hearing and analyzing from your body, and what intimate data are these apps gleaning about your health with or without your consent? Normally, it's it's without. Let me drink some tea here. Now we're getting into the Orwellian because, you know, a lot of things when it comes to convenience, we, we're pretty, we're not hyperopic, we're myopic. So like Biometric screening, for example, like at the airport. Nobody likes to wait in lines, right? To to get through the the security. So though know, some airports have that. Well, if you sign up for this and we scan your retina, you can go through the fast line where you're not even da 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 da. da. We're like, okay. Or what's going to happen with grocery stores where they're going to put the credit card information in a chip in your wrist? And they're like, aren't you tired of waiting in lines at the grocery store? You can just walk through the scanner and it automatically knows what you're buying, and it deducts it it directly from the credit card chip in your wrist. Thanks, big brother. we We don't think long term. Let's continue. The microphone that is built in your smartphone is not just some benign speaker used for private communication with friends, family, and colleagues. No, you may be interacting with your smartphone's microphone in multiple ways, giving countless institutions access to your microphone and therefore the content of your private life. Just like the camera feature can be hacked and exploited, the microphone feature is more than just a private speaker. It is also a tool for data collection, a listening mechanism that can relay intimate details about your life. The content it hears can be readily converted to text and analyzed by algorithms. After collecting information about you, entities like Google and their ad partners use artificial intelligence to understand your data and predict your spending habits, voting preferences, health issues, and living patterns. This information can be shared with multiple third parties and further analyzed to understand your interests, behaviors, and psychological patterns. Using your private information to their advantage, these entities will use ads, search suggestions, auto feeds, and suggested news feeds on your smartphone to manipulate you without your knowledge. As smartphone apps make your life more interesting and easier to navigate, they can also glean information about your private life and make you vulnerable. Okay, so we have past episodes, probably about 150 and 100, where we talk about how your smart appliances in your house are listening to you, or they have the capability to listen to you. We have an episode probably about a year ago on the IOT, the Internet of Things, and 5G rolling out and what what that's gonna do, all the connectivity, and we have an episode about your cable box spying on you. So let's talk about some of these things. What do we know? We know through congressional hearings that the National Security Administration, the NSA, which is much bigger than the CIA, has been caught intercepting and reading people's emails, reading their texts, listening to their phone calls from their smartphones. And there was no hub-hub about it, very little. And, of course, this is all in the the name of fighting terrorism, the the whole 9-11 Homeland Security thing, right, the Patriot Act, where, where essentially you're the terrorist. And so now they have the capability to eavesdrop on p- possible terrorists, but also on on the common citizen. So they have that capability. What else have we found out? We found out that Alexa and Siri, and you can Google this, watch it on YouTube, whatever, they can listen to you at any time. They've been caught just turned on and listening to you at any time. And if they're listening to you, that means they can be recording you. What else do we know? We know that your cable box has a little camera and is able to watch you at any time. And it has a microphone that can listen to you at any time. And just like the camera that's on your phone or the camera that's on your laptop, that can be turned on at any time without the light coming on so you don't even know and this is frightening i mean george orwell in 1948 when he wrote 1984 get it he was already talking about the telescreens how they were eavesdropping on on you, on you and so forth and we didn't really even have televisions we had very very few televisions in the in the late 40s i mean very few and he already saw this he prognosticated this he would be flipping out on how the American citizen in the West have given up so much freedoms for these technology and this convenience to the point where we are being listened to at any time in our house. Now, are there things that you can do to minimize this? You could turn off your router. You can put your phone on airplane mode. Uh, You can put tape over your cable box. These things can minimize it. But I think in general, the problem is that we have too much trust in these technological companies, these Silicon Valley companies, and we have too much slothfulness. We're lazy and we just want all this convenience and we don't think about what we're giving up because some of us think, well, you know, Gregory, I have nothing to hide. Right. There's no, I have nothing to hide. I'm not doing anything wrong, so what's the problem? Well, that's not the point, ladies and gentlemen. That's not the point at all. The point is that this is an infringement on our liberties. And that is something that we need to fight. What else do we know? We know that data mining occurs every day you're on the computer. On Facebook, Instagram, Snap, Twitter, all these companies, you are the product. You are not the customer, you are the product. The customer are the advertising agencies and the dating money companies that Facebook, for example, collates all the stuff that you type, all the pictures you post of your children, all the thing Google, all the things that you Google on Google, All that is collected. It's like a dossier, if you want to use the old Cold War term. It's a dossier on you and all your interests and habits. And they sell this to people. You are the product. These free apps are not free because you are selling your identity. There was recently, and I think I talked about it in, I can't remember which episode, where women's menstrual information, they were using the fertility apps. And that information was being sold to another company. Uh, there was, the, uh, uh, was, it, was it the the app that can make you age. There was that about a month ago, that was really popular, a lot of people were doing that, a lot of celebrities were doing that, and then you found out when you agreed to the terms and conditions, that all the pictures on your phone were sent to this company. it's horrible. And I mean, even on the more benign level, you know that like when you're searching something on Google, next thing you know, or when you're searching something on Amazon, next thing you know, when you're on Google, you see ads that are similar to what you just searched on Amazon popping up on different websites that you're on. It is all tracked. It reminds me of the Tom Cruise movie Minority Report, which came out probably 15 years now, 15 years ago. Where he's he's it's it's that futuristic one where he's a, a cop and he's trying to fight thought crimes, and uh, he becomes a fugitive and he's walking through a mall and all these commercials pop up for him. It's like, oh, Mr. Cruz, you might be interested in this. Oh, Mr. Cruz, and that that's the future. You're gonna have these personalized commercials, but you know that's that's not the biggest problem. The biggest problem is that Big Brother is watching you at all times or has the ability. To listen and watch and track you at all times. Your smartphone is not a phone. It's a tracking device that masquerades as a phone. Your phone tells whichever company you know, created your phone, let's say Apple, where you're at, at all times. You are tracked. And it's frightening. There's a there's a thing you can do on your phone where it actually details every place you've been, how long you were there on a map. And of course, this is great if you're trying to find some, you know, if you're trying to find your 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 teenage daughter and see where she's at or if you're trying to figure out if your husband's having an affair or something like that. But in general, it is frightening. It is frightening. We are being monitored by our government by these these computer algorithms. And look, it, it's not like there's some like pervy guy eating hot pockets at some computer watching your screen right now. No, it's all like computers, algorithms, but if you say the right keywords, it triggers it and then a live person can actually be eavesdropping especially if you're a person of interest and of course the the term person of interest can mean a lot of things depending depending on on, on who's watching you right you could just be a normal person but perhaps if you have political views that are not popular with the government or something like that uh yeah you could be a person of interest even though you're a well-intentioned citizen who has no doesn't have a crime record at all right so it's something that I want you guys to think about and worry about and just be a little more vigilant as to how you're using your technology and just understand that it's all being shipped. And the last thing I want to mention is I personally don't post pretty much anything on social media aside from uh these episodes that I do. Cause that's just PR, right? And by now the the the, the computer, the powers that be kind of know my content. But that said, I don't post pictures of my children. And I know a lot of people do, and you know I understand why you do it, for sure. But it's just something that I don't do. I don't post where I'm at, because that's all being tracked. Plus, you're helping burglars break into your house. Oh, I'm in Cabo right now. I'm telling people you're not home. So just be kind of weary of what you're posting. Understand that you're being tracked and monitored all time. Just use some precautions at home. And just sit down and just wonder, is it worth the risk? All these conveniences. It's just like for this ear infection thing. Is it worth the risk? And then ultimately you you make that you make up that decision and you live with that. Guys, the website's Naturopathic Earth. Go check out all the articles that I have there and all the food recipes. If you enjoy my content please consider supporting us or our crowdfunding accounts through patreon and paypal me you can see the link on the episode notes normally a day after this episode gets out because it takes me time to type them in please be generous if you want to help us another way go to the food recipe articles and click on the amazon pictures and that takes you to amazon and anything that you buy within 24 hours we get a two percent commission at no expense to you just by being an amazon affiliate also, you can buy Confessions of an Obi's Child on Amazon Kindle or Barnes & Noble Nook for $2.99. I have a bunch of reviews on, on, on Barnes & Noble. For some reason, I have a lot more on, I have like 10 times more reviews on B&N than on Kindle, which is strange. But you can go buy that for $2.99, and it's free if you have Kindle Unlimited. My second book I'm editing, hopefully will be out by Chris Smith, and that's Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior to go with Confessions of an Obi's Child. If you need some one-on-one counseling contact me through Clarity FM. the, the links in the episode notes for a buck 50 we can talk a buck 50 a minute i should say And we can talk about weight loss weight management toxins in the food conspiracy theories medical cover-ups whatever you want to talk about and as you know we have three podcasts in the family this one the essential oils and herbal apothecary we just released an episode on black pepper oil and Confessions of an obese shot I should have a new episode coming out. Go check out the last Confessions where we interviewed Teresa, a woman who had just recently lost 50 pounds, and she talks about her fear of gaining it back and her, her, her interest in the opposite sex, how it waxes and wanes, and how she feels about that. It's, it's a really good interview. All right, guys, until next time, take care. God bless. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for listening to NPE Radio and Holistic Health News. Visit our website at naturopathicearth.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Holistic News Now and at our Facebook page at Naturopathic Earth. Please consider a donation at patreon.com slash naturopathic earth. Buy the confessions of an obese child ebook on Amazon or Barnes & Noble Nook. Consider subscribing to our podcast. And as always, please post an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this. And remember, the core belief at NPE, let food be thy medicine, let nature be thy healer, Until next time, music courtesy of Nine Inch Nails.